The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good, man. I'll start it off. So welcome back to Officially Unofficial, presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American Johnny Junta. And we're joined by our guy, Ben Porter. What's up, bro? What's going on, Johnny? First time I've been on, I think, that I heard the uh, the Blue Wire intro. Yeah. So we had, pretty, we had, pretty we good, had, yeah. We had to mix it in. We had to mix it in. We have to actually mix it in. It's literally an obligation. So welcome. I mean, <laughs> this, is your, this is your first time technically uh, on the pod when we're a part of a network. So congrats. Oh, thank you. Congrats <laughs> to you. It's it's exciting, man. It's exciting you, man. to be back. So we'll Excited start, to be back. Yeah, we'll start it off here with the World Series. And can I say this without being controversial? Maybe one of the most boring World Series of all time. I'm sorry. Like, it, it was boring. Not many. It, it was, a bit, to me, it was very boring. Yeah, so it definitely started off exciting, I thought. I mean, none of the games were too, you know, too interesting, aside from the pitcher's duel. Um, but, you know, it was 1-1 and then, you know, just got away from, just got away from the Astros and there really wasn't at all any feeling like they were going to come back. And I'll hand up when they won that game, I believe it was game five when they were on the road, the Braves lost their first game at home. In my mind, I was like, all right, now it's going to get a little bit interesting because if you give the Astros an inch, they're going to take a mile. Little did I know they would just roll over. I mean, now the Astros are pathetic. And I wanted to say this for a second because I know, obviously, you at the start of the, the cheating scandal, you had that really good tweet that went very, very super viral. I'm kind of getting tired of the cheating stuff. Like, I, oh, it's so, so fucking annoying. It's so annoying. I'm so over it. And, and it's to the point now where, like, anytime somebody gets a hit or anytime, you know, Bregman goes 0 for 7 and then he breaks out of a slump, he's like, oh, maybe he's doing something. It's so tired. It's just, like... And the people that do it are like the least funny human beings of all. You would never catch me. And listen, this is me pumping my tires. I know I'm a funny guy. You will never catch me do a fucking trash can tweet or a cheating tweet. And the thing that really pissed me off is you have these fucking losers like Ryan Tapera saying that the Astros are cheating at home. Look at their, what they're doing at home when they're facing the White Sox. Like, give me a break, dude. Like, that, like what a loser comment, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's free. It's free engagement at this point, right? And like, like you said, like you know, I went super viral off my tweet about it, but that was right after the story broke. You know? Yeah, no, it was. It was yeah. like twenty. It was like twenty-four hours after, and now that we're, 
a full two full seasons removed from it. I mean, it's just got to stop now. All it is is free engagement. People being like, Oh, I could, I could toss a trash can thing in there or a cheating thing in there and just get people to, to retweet me and comment me for free. So that, that's all it is at this point. The only people that in my opinion, like retweet that shit now and like that shit now are like 50 year olds. Like I, I genuinely haven't <laughs> seen one person. That's like a funny guy that genuinely enjoys like or retweets a trash can tweet or like even the signs of the games. Like it's just so stupid. Like even though like, and then the whites, I mean, the Astros were mashing on the road, like in, in, in they beat the white Sox in that clinching game. What was it like? They beat them by like seven. Yeah. And, and the red Sox, they beat them by like a million, you know, yeah. Jordan was going like 10 for 10 every game. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm over it. Just like you are. I'm just, I'm happy the Braves won, man. Like the Braves, like I said, obviously I'm very biased because Matzik and T Tucker David, Davidson and all those guys, friends of the pod. But I, if I wanted one team to win it besides the Blue Jays, it'd have to be the Braves. I mean, you're talking about a team that's literally been suffering since like the nineties. Like, and I, obviously I experienced that too. The Jays have been suffering since the nineties as well. So I can kind of compare with that, but, and I have a take here. I, I'm going to clip this and maybe we'll get some interaction on this. I genuinely, genuinely do not think the Braves win this World Series of Acuna's in that lineup. Am I wrong on that? Like, all the guys, like, if you look at it, right, the NLCS MVP picked up in a trade. That trade wouldn't have happened if Acuna wasn't there. Uh, or, or Ros I mean, yeah, Rosario. That Another trade was Soler or Solar or whatever. They don't make these trades if Acuna's in that lineup. You know, I, I genuinely think all the pieces fit. All these guys played a major, major role. I don't know if this happens if Acuna's in the lineup. All the guys that were major factors were due to trades because of the injuries. So, so what I think I hear you saying is that Acuna is the most responsible for the championship. Yes, him getting injured technically. And obviously, listen, Acuna is one of the best of all, like best in the game, not of all time. He's the best in the game of baseball. I think he's going to be, he's a superstar. He's going to be forever. I just think, it, right now, right timing, right place. Alex Anthopoulos, former Blue Jays GM, made the right picks and the the right trades, and that's why they won the World Series. I genuinely do not think they win this if Acuna's in. And maybe you could change my mind on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not also not going to fully like agree with you. But did you read uh, Jeff Passan's article, the one no. he just put out? No, I didn't. it was really really good. It's it's very long, but you know, one of the uh, one of the major lines in it was like. You know, that night the Braves lost Ronald Acuna, but they gained like their, their, I'm, bu I'm butchering the line, but you know, they gained their identity. Like they found themselves that night. Like they started doing some cool stuff. Jock Peterson, um, you know, he's wearing the pearls. Albies is always a cool dude. Freddie Freeman's the best, you know, that they, they got all those guys in the trades. Like it, it definitely was the first domino in a, a string of, of events that led to the world series. I, I agree with you. I can see that, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I mean, the moves Alex Anthopoulos made, I mean, the Eddie Rosario one to me is one of the most bananas of all time because they traded Pablo for him and then Pablo got released right after. So they realistically got nothing for him. Like they, they, <laughs> they traded nothing for him. And that was in the, in the NLCS, man, holy shit. That guy was disgusting. Oh, he was, he was unconscious. He was going like three for four every single game. It's <laughs> it was crazy. unbelievable. And honestly, man, and I might be biased as well with this, but I think I wish they had like a pitcher MVP or something along those lines. Cause what Matzik was doing in these playoffs, I, I couldn't even fathom it. Like this is a guy that obviously we had him on early when he was grinding and he was like, just kind of trying to make the, the, the Braves 
And now he's a legit household name. Like he's going to get paid. He's going to get so much fucking money. Oh yeah, dude. He was nasty. Every time he came in, you know, it's pumping, pumping a hundred with nasty stuff. <laughs> I saw he was in a, uh, he was in a nice suit the last time he was on the pod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just feeling the big league lifestyle a little bit. He's no, living he, the dream. He, was, he, he's awesome, man. I mean, all those guys, Tucker Davidson, he did great when he pitched. Um, that whole staff was, was unbelievable. And, and on paper, I feel like they got written off a little bit, you know, obviously yeah. Max Freed is the man. Um, but everyone else, Charlie Morton's an old man, but he pitched fucking awesome before yeah. he broke his leg. Like, and then they just had freaking donkeys coming out of the bullpen, the arm barn, um, True. you know, shoving. So I, I'm with you there. It, it was awesome. I love the arm barn, by the way, I'm all in on the arm <laughs> barn and people are getting yeah. mad about it. Like, just fucking relax. Like we're obviously major league baseball is not going to change it to the arm barn and try to do all that stuff. I'm just going to start calling it. It's the most electric fucking name of all time. The arm barn, just guys that throwing absolute fuzz out of the arm barn. I mean, what is your thought process on that? I think it's electric. <laughs> I, I know I just used it, but it didn't sound as good in my mind as it just sounded out of my <laughs> mouth. So like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of turning towards it now that I said it out loud. Once you, um, it, yeah, it's off the tongue. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's, it's something that's going to grow on me in the near future for sure. <laughs> so I, I wanted to go into the season here. Obviously, tell the people, I mean, you're holding on to a ticket right now with Juan Soto that yes. is going to make you fucking rich if it hits. And honestly, yes. I, I you actually gave me some really good points on why I actually agree with you on Juan Soto being the MVP, but I just see the writers and the people who vote going with Bryce Harper because it just the social media aspect of it, right? Like I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I, I think I think with Harper, um, it's all about he's got the home runs on Soto. You know, yeah. he's he hit what 38 bombs. Yeah, Soto 38. Hit, Soto hit 29, I think. Um, you know, not hitting 30 is definitely a detriment to his case, but you know, he led in WAR on both sites. He, uh, he was a better, more valuable fielder. I believe, um, his OBP was like 472 for the season. Um, so he's got as, as strong a resume as anyone Harper, his OBP was still like 440, which is amazing. Um, and he, he has the, the counting stats over Soto. So it it really just goes, comes down to what it always does. And that's what the, uh, what the writers value or what the voters value, um, in that award. So, I don't know. Obviously I'm, I'm holding on to a big ticket. I got him at a, a 10 to one before the season and then 80 to one first game That's after the all-star crazy. break. That 80 <laughs> he, to one is crazy. Yeah. He went, he went for, uh, he went four for five the first game back. And I was like, Oh, home run derby totally fixed his swing. And I was certainly, that was certainly one of the better bets that I made. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure what day they announce it, but it'll be, it'll be him. It'll be Harper, and then the third will either be Tatis or Trey Turner. I would think. Are you gonna? Are you gonna hedge? Are you gonna like? You can't really hedge that too. So you're in like a pretty shitty no. spot, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I didn't see it available anywhere else right now. Yeah. Um, I'm also in Massachusetts, so it's not. Yeah, you can't gamble there. To bet, which is crazy. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I just got to sit on it. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that the the voters come through for me. And let's go um, into the season here, man. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, the season for me, the, 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 the I'm very biased at the Toronto Blue Jays. I genuinely, I, I can't look at the Nationals the same. I really can't. 
And you know what's the most sad part about that, too? I don't know if many people know this. So I was at that Jays game, the game 162, and when the Jays obviously murdered the Orioles. And, I, and what they did is, and this is one of the biggest jinxes of all time, at the Rogers Center, they put the Red Sox game on the Jumbotron, right? So everyone could oh, watch wow. it. Yeah. And the second they put it on the Jumbo, I'm not I, – I can't make this shit up. <laughs> Devers hits that home run to center, and yep. everyone just left. It was – it was insane. Like it, it was one of the biggest jinxes of all time because the Jays won like I don't know, it was like fifteen to one or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. And then they put that on the scoreboard. I shit you not, Devers immediate home run. So I mean, what? It was a weird season for me, an emotional roller coaster. And I don't know if we'll ever see a Jays team this stacked ever again. This team was fucking insane. Yeah, I was on the other side of the emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I was I was running through an airport. Um, trying to find the game like I, I had a layover for a while yeah and I could not find the game anywhere I was going to bars and I, I found one at like a closed down bar with no seats so I was like standing in the middle of the aisle at the oh. airport watching the game and I was like jumping around in the airport uh people probably thought I was nuts but <laughs> so that, that was a good that was a good game for me but man that must have sucked how, how late did you how late did you stay at, at the Rogers Center well like so the game, um, the game literally ended, and everyone's like on their phone or on their tablet, like watching the Red Sox game and the Yankees game, and then the, the Yankees one's crazy to me when when the Aaron Judge didn't get intentional walked. It was like just a whole like a whole fuckload of shit that just pissed yeah, me off. Fuck with that. the Yankees. Yeah, fuck the Yankees forever. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So the the game ended, and then literally, like I'm not even over exact. Like I I left right after that Devers home run. I just I couldn't I couldn't emotionally deal with that because you had Vladdy in the dugout. If you saw the the picture, Vladdy's in the dugout watching the jumbotron, and he just had his head down like borderline. I think he was crying. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it's just yeah. like especially a season like that, man. It was like I guarantee you, all every AL team did not want to face the fucking Blue Jays in the playoffs. Like that, oh, it was insane. Like that team was so good. Yeah, their lineup, their lineup is awesome, man, and and their pitching was great too. I mean, Robbie Ray might could. Win I think the Cy he is. Young. I think he is. I think it's already like I think he's gonna win the Cy Young, right? He has to. Yeah, it's it's him or Cole, but uh, I'd I'd like Robbie Ray to win. Um, but yeah, I mean, Vladdy had an MB, MVP caliber season, and in any other season where Shohei Otani doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously you got a bunch of dudes in Boba Shet. Oscar Hernandez, Marcus Semyon was a was a yes. MVP candidate too. Yes. That guy's unbelievable, and he's a he's a free agent now. You think they're going to uh, try to get him back? No, I, see, this is the thing with Semyon, right? So Semyon is he he came to the Jays on a discount to kind of show people like, yes, I can still mash because he had that right. tough year last year or the year before. Yeah, last year he had that tough year, and he came to the Jays to show people like, listen, I'm still disgusting at the game of baseball. I'm still that MVP, like the runner up for MVP or came in third for MVP. I'm still a good player. So he came to the Jays discount and said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play second base. You can have, let Bo have shortstop right now. I'm going to show people I can play, I can still hit. So I think he wants to be a second base. I think he wants to be a shortstop. Sorry. I think he wants to be a shortstop. And the Jays, you can't you can't move Bo over. Like the second. I mean, you can. No, no. But he's, I, no, but he's their franchise yeah, guy. He's the know? franchise guy. So I think the chance of Simeon staying with the Jays is so slim. It's just next to impossible, to be honest, because you, you, what are you going to do with Bo? You can't do anything. No, so. no. Well, though, that's interesting, though, because, I mean, you got Correa and Seager also in free agency. Yeah. So if you look at Semyon as, like, the third guy, he still might go at a, a pretty discounted rate. I don't because, know that, though. Do you think? I, you I mean, know, he's Trevor not. Trevor Story, too, right? 
Oh shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, that's <laughs> what I'm saying though with Simeon. It's like, listen, man, you had a good year, but you're not young. Like these guys, you're not, he, you're right. Actually. Now that I think about it, you might actually take a discount, but I just still think he, someone's going to pay him. Someone's going to have to pay him. He'll get, he'll get paid for sure. I just think he'll be, let's say the third or fourth highest paid free agent shortstop. But I mean, some, you know, a team with a shortstop could go after him given what he's done at second base. Like that's not unheard of. Yeah. I, I just think if he's, this is my scenario. I think if, if the Jays sign him, he stays at second base. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, I think for sure if he signs with the Jays, it'll be so much money and he'll have no one off. No one offers like even matches the Jays. He'll be forced to stay at second base. I just don't know if he's a second baseman. Like he, there's a lot of instances last year when he was at second where he looked kind of lost. And there was this one loss that I was actually at the Jays game. It was one of the most heartbreaking losses of all time against the Tigers. Do you remember that when he two hopped Vladdy at first base and the Jays oh, lost? Yeah. Like, see, oh, th- there was man. a lot. There was a couple things like that when he, he looked not out of place, but he wasn't as defensively good as he is at shortstop. Like Marcus Simeon's a shortstop, right? I mean. Yeah, he's yeah. not, he's not, was, yeah, yeah, he's, he's not a, I mean, he's not a second baseman. So that I could see him just being like, listen, man, I want to play fucking shortstop. I'll take a discount to play shortstop somewhere else. That's where I could see it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. That definitely makes sense. Um, yeah. So, well, well, that kind of narrows down the, the teams that he can go to, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're in the market for a shortstop, you probably go after him as opposed to one of the guys who's going to get big, big money. Correa is going to get big money. I, I and if and honestly, too, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact like he's gonna go to the Yankees, right? Correa. I mean, <laughs> I he he is. One of them is going to the Yankees. We have to just Seager. accept it. Like you and I, as guys that fucking hate the Yankees, we have to legitimately just wrap our head around and accept the fact that the Yankees are gonna get uh like a franchise shortstop this deadline, right? We have to. Yeah, I mean, but if you look at what the Yankees have done the past couple seasons, you know they got Giancarlo Stanton. Look at the trade deadline this year. They got Rizzo and they got Joey Gallo. Like that's the name of the game for them, or it has been recently. Yeah. And you know, they've, they've done jack shit with it. So I love concerned. to see the Yankees fucking lose. Like I really do. And <laughs> we have a network here actually on blue wire Bronx pinstripes. It's pretty big Yankee podcast. I was on it and I love Yank. I mean, I, these are great guys, but just Yankee fans in general are the most delusional human beings of all time. My buddy legit texted me because Nick Castellanos, opted out right or he didn't opt out sorry he just didn't exercise his player option and he's like castellanos to the yankees like what like what like what are we doing here you know what i'm saying like you can't just get every single human being like every superstar of all time and just he's going to the yankees it's it's crazy to me how like like these people are sick oh it's insane i mean i saw a conversation um i forget who their top prospect is besides justin dominguez um but someone was like, would you trade him for Juan Soto? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, you trade anyone in the world for Juan Soto. Yeah, he's, like, he's the yeah, he's superstar. And and no, that's not gonna happen. Like the Yankees fans at least think that think that you know they can get these GMs to just trade them whoever they want for the right combination of prospects. I mean, we've heard the we've heard the Andujar and Frazier trade a million times. Like yeah, it's like I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's so tired. But. And I love to see it because, first of all, they got they got uh, Gallo, and he was terrible. Like, he was so bad on the Yankees. And I'm not one of those old guys that's like, the strikeouts, look at the strikeouts, look at all that stuff. Like, he just, his, he just wasn't good there. 
He wasn't right. good in the outfield. He made a, a t- couple errors against the Jays. Just he was. He didn't look like he was at home in New York. And is he is he there for another year? Do you know that? Uh, who Gallo? Yeah, I think so. Rizzo's a free agent, but Gallo, oh, I believe, is. is I believe Gallo is still a, a Yankee. And do you think Schwarber goes back to the Red Sox? I hope so. What an awesome signing that was. That was I so mean, fucking good. He's also like. You could tell he was like buying into being a, a Boston guy. Yeah. Like, you know, there it's the whole Kyle from Waltham thing, or, yeah. you know, during the wild card or during the playoffs, you know, he botched that throw at first and then he was like celebrating after yeah. the routine. He, he's a blue collar like, guy. A, yeah. Yeah. He's a fun guy. He enjoyed the atmosphere. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they, he tries to make something happen on his end. Um, but, you know, Chaim Bloom's going to do what he does, and that may not necessarily appease the fans. So we'll, we'll see. Could you see like a guy like Schwarber taking less to stay in Boston? Like, I, I could definitely see. I mean, he loved it there, and you could see what he did. He's like a blue-collar guy. The people of Chicago loved him. The people, like, the, and I could definitely see the, like, obviously the Red Sox fans love him. But I could see a guy like Schwarber definitely taking, a, like, a, a least – a little bit of a discount to stay with the Boston Red Sox. I think if he stays with the Sox, he's going to have to. Uh, part of that is dependent on J.D. Martinez because um, he's got an opt-out in his contract. Um, and if he leaves, then obviously we need a DH. But otherwise, Schwarber's not the greatest outfielder. So you'd have to put him at first. And then, you know, does does he platoon with Bobby Dahlbeck? You know, whoa, what happens there is a big question. But I would love to see him stay. Dude, that prospect you guys have in your system, Jaron Duran, oh, my God, this kid is disgusting. I'd call him up now. Like, I'd put him on the opening day roster, to be honest. He's, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's like the prototypical center fielder that you think of. He's fast. He's, he's a lefty. Yoked. He's jacked. Yeah, he, he steals bags. You know, he, he legs out triples. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do incredible. First at bat, though, he got a hit off of Garrett Cole, which is awesome. Yeah. But, um, you know, he just needs some reps. He's going to be a dude. Who's who's that one prospect you guys had that played for Team USA in the Olympics? Is that him? No, it's not, right? Tristan Tristan Cassis? Tristan, maybe? yeah, him. him? He's Lefty, the – he, yeah, nukes. I think I was talking yeah. about him. Yeah, I yeah, obviously, like the guy we were originally talking about was good, but Cassat or Tristan Cassis or whatever the fuck his name is, he's going to be a oh, superstar. Yeah, he's a, he's a big power-hitting – power hitting lefty yeah yeah he's, he's gonna be yeah it's just the red Sox and the yankees i feel like always just have these prospects that like throw 105 and just fucking mash like i and it then, just it pisses me off and then still lose to the rays yeah the, but the rays though man i don't know what kind of system they got going on there and i have a take for you i think tyler glass now is not a tampa bay ray next year uh, i saw um you know the girl on twitter andrea the scout girl yes yeah, scout yeah. girl andrea i think um she's great um, she said that like, there's no reason for them to trade him right now. Um, you know, they can wait to see if they're in the fight and then trade him at the deadline, which I think makes it a lot of yeah, sense. That makes sense. Um, so I think he starts the year as a Ray. You think so? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know man. If he ends, I don't know if he ends the year as a Ray uh, unless, yeah, I don't know. The thing with that is they are, he already knows they tried to deal him at the deadline. He was a part of that package for the Cubs. Correct. Like he was like when the Rays were trying to get, uh, I don't know if it was Bryant or I don't remember who it was for Baez maybe, but they wanted to deal him to the Cubs. Like that's public knowledge. I think Jeff Passan actually tweeted that. Uh, um, yeah, I don't recall that one. So, yeah, I know they tried to deal him though. That's a hundred percent sure. And obviously the Rays just have pitchers coming out like everywhere that throw this, like obviously not <laughs> like Tyler glass now, but they have uh, guys, I mean, they have guys everywhere. 
Like, and got, yeah, they got McClanahan, Shane Boz. You're like, actually, yeah, you, you got to hit off McClanahan. People, people don't talk it, about that yeah. enough. And I actually respect the fact that you try to finagle it to where his name is kind of trending on Twitter. So you'll just oh, like, yeah. you'll mix it in there. Like, listen, I got to hit off him. Maybe the people that search his name will be like, whoa, what's, what's this video? I respect <laughs> that. Yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it's a grainy, it's a grainy, soundless video. But, I, you know, I hit it up the, hit it up the middle with a little, little oomph nothing I even, crazy i don't even talk crazy. about it with i mean you're so you're an ivy league guy is that correct yes. yeah how hard was your fucking school i mean so you're obviously a genius i mean you're smart <laughs> were you there for like so here, here's a question were you there academic wise or were you there like because you were the athlete like or was yeah, it first athlete. academic no, oh, I, I was i was certainly smart and and you still have to be smart to to play at those schools but i would not have been able to get in if it weren't for baseball okay was hard i mean was hard so what ivy league schools were knocking on your door uh pretty much pretty much just columbia i reached out to a couple others i I talked to dartmouth and penn a little bit but you know certainly happy with my decision the best way to learn a language immersion living where the language is spoken and using it every day but if that's not in the cards this year you can still learn a language the second best way And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Yeah. So is Harvard a good baseball? Does Harvard have a baseball? Oh, they have a baseball. Are yeah, they good? Harvard, Harvard won uh, the Ivy League my senior year. Um, obviously, the two years after had the season canceled. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they've been good. They've Are been they good a bunch recently. of assholes? Like the Harvard guys? <laughs> no, no, they were good dudes. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we really got into it with mostly with Dartmouth and Penn. Um, we didn't like we didn't like those guys. Princeton maybe a little bit, but Harvard was fine at least while I was there. Okay. Yale Yale was a big rivalry for us too. Because yeah, dude, these Ivy League schools like you see it with college football, like they have just the funniest fucking rivalries, like just the most <laughs> random fucking rivalries of all time. It's insane. I love, I love, uh, I love Ivy League. I mean, Ivy League football games are so funny. They don't throw the ball. They just run for. They literally just run the ball. It's electric. <laughs> so I think, I think of all of the teams in the Ivy League, we were, we were the most like normal of guys. You know, we were probably the closest thing to like a. You know, a group, team, a group, yeah. a, a group of clowns on a summer ball team or something, yeah. you know, that, that was what I think that helped us. You know, we were all there to play baseball and like there for that experience. It's yeah. kind of funny because when we were, we played at Harvard, Harvard senior, uh, my senior year, and we were there on their senior day and they were all announcing like, he's going to medical school to be a brain surgeon and he's going to conduct in the symphony and blah, 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 blah. Holy we were like, shit, I'm, do- I'm doing sports betting after this. You so, know? You, so wait, so you, so what did you have to go to school for to get into the sports betting 
and like, were no, you like nothing nothing related nothing oh, really? related oh you didn't no, do anything like related to sports betting and odds and no odds no no, no 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 so how did you get not into that then uh i applied to pretty much every job that said sports in it and uh this one this one stuck <laughs> I, I ended up getting an interview and then it, it worked out yeah so explain to the people that are listening how odds are made like for instance because everyone, everyone uh, the thing that pisses me the fuck off when people are like they have to know something that we don't because they get like the spreads had like the totals spot right. on is there just like a is there like a an, like analytics or some shit that you look into to get these odds no i mean so everything that we have used at least you know in my experience um is the same as publicly available information and stats and analytics whatever whatever tools you want to use uh the advantage the sports books have is they see what everybody bets on you know i i watch thousands and thousands and thousands of bets a day and that tells me <laughs> you know that tells me exactly where the line should be if everybody's betting on the over the number's probably too low Right. If yeah. everybody's betting on them, you know, then I bump the line up. Everybody bets on the under. I probably moved it too much. Eventually, you know, you start to see that action balance out and that's where, you know, you reach the number. And then when, at, by the time the game starts, um, you know, the line is, the line is rock solid because it's been, you know, bet up and down true every which way all day. And, and so you see the closing line, they'll be like, you know, this, this number closed at 154 and a half and yeah. then it ends at 154 like that's because people have been you know moving it towards 154 all day so they're wow. smart people they're smart people betting on it when it's wrong and then it ends up being right that's crazy dude i'd even actually take that in it's like the thing that's insane to me with that is is like so you recommend people getting in on like the nfl games early on monday before the lines move up or down it depends what you're trying to do. Um, if you are trying to beat the line, which is, you know, generally if you bet enough, a profitable strategy, like yes, early lines are probably the most exploitable. Um, if you're betting on Sunday morning an NFL side, like you're probably not going to have much of an edge. That yeah. doesn't mean you can't pick a winner, but it does mean you're not going to, you know, beat the line by two points. Okay. That um, makes sense. If you want to, you know, find the lines with the most exploitability you look to you look to props or you look to other leagues yeah you know? we're like you technically like the quote that everyone says is like quote unquote catch the book sleeping like if, if a guy's right. injured or like a running backs out or if a, anything along those lines or a pit it just something like a pitching change maybe all that kind of stuff you just want to catch the book sleeping that's like the props are the best ones right Exactly. Exactly. Cause there's so many players to take into account, you know, you might miss that somebody's out and then depending on the rules of the sports book, you know, if you bet an under on a guy who doesn't start the game, like that might cash, you know? So things like that are good to keep an eye out for, or, you know, you can catch, you can catch a starting pitcher getting scratched and then you bet on the other team, you know, if Scherzer gets scratched and you bet against, you know, the Dodgers, you're going to yeah. beat the line that way. Um, so it's different for every sport in terms of beating the line. Um, but if you're betting on game day, if you're betting an hour before the game on a main line, typically you're not going to, you know, you're not going to have an edge there. Yeah. No, I, and, the, and like, I guess the quote unquote sharps like are, are in on and on like Monday or like Tuesday for Sunday night football and stuff like that. Some of them, at least, yeah, at least yeah, not, not necessarily. It, it depends. Um, 
or they or they wait for it to move to a number that they like it's like along those lines yeah so it just created so a lot of books for for football at least um you know when the game opens on probably tuesday or when the games open on monday or tuesday whatever it is you know the limits are really low so sharps probably won't even want to bet it there because they'll only be able to get, I don't know, hundred bucks down or whatever the, the limit light be, might be. Yeah. So they want to wait till later in the week, see if they can find any more edge and then they can throw 500, a thousand on it. So it's, it's really a, uh, it's a back and forth. It's a puzzle. It's kind of a, a game against the book for these, these sharp people. Um, but yeah, that's one thing to remember when you're betting is you're not the only person betting. Like you're not the only person who, you know, thinks you know something. Um, there are thousands of other people who are telling the book exactly why they're betting on what side. It's so. electric. It's just so fucking fascinating. And that's gambling with efficient official. And actually we like on um, the blue wires actually with win bet. So like they're, they're right, they're, right, yeah, right. Yeah. There's a couple other, I mean, I've been on the sports gambling podcast, which is electric. If you want to like people listen to that, it's good shit. And there's other sport. Yeah. It's a sports gambling network. So that's, there's, there's a lot of good uh, stuff on there for sure. But I want, let's go back into the season. So the Seattle Mariners, just treat, treating Seager like absolute dog shit. What's your thought process on that? I mean, what the fuck is wrong with that management, dude? It's crazy. I don't know, dude. I mean, he was with them for so long and gave gave his heart. And, and you know, they had such a good year and they were in it till the very end. Like, it hurt, you know, watching him crying coming out of the game. Yeah. It really did, like you said. I mean, I just I just feel bad for the guy. And didn't he find out through like a, what was that article? Like he found out with an email. Was it an email? I don't remember what it was. Fuck. No, I don't, I'm not sure. He found out like a, a terrible way that he wasn't, wasn't like they, they weren't going to do the off like, or accept the option with them or something along those lines. Just like, what the fuck are we doing? And yeah. All, yeah like that's some shit that, yeah. I mean, that's just the Mariners. That's how the Mariners treat their fucking, it's just, it's insane to me. I feel bad for those fans because they've honestly, they, do they, they have the longest playoff drought, right? Is that them? Yeah, it's got to be. It's yeah, got 2001, it's, I it's, think. Yeah, it's insane to me. It's like you just hate to fucking see it. And then um, the other team I want to talk about is a team like, I mean, what the fuck happened to the New York Mets? Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> off a season recap. I mean, this the New York Mets. And you see, do you see the article that um, Lindor, yeah, the and, one? Yeah. Lindor and McNeil were like legit scrapping in the dugout, yeah, like by yeah. like holding each other by the neck? Yeah, I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew what their record was before and after that incident. Um, I, I don't really have a problem with what happened. Me neither. I love that, it. It's kind of badass on Lindor's part to like, you know, because O'Neill, O'Neill. What am I saying? McNeil. McNeil. Um, Jeff McNeil wasn't wasn't shifting as he was supposed to, and Lindor was fed up. Like, dude, if we're gonna shift, you got to shift with us, you know. And then he <laughs> choked him out, basically. Like kind of like how you imagine a cartoon character holding a guy up by the neck, yeah, um, strangling him like like Bart Simpson or something. Um, I, I love that from Lindor. I mean, he's there for a long time. He's got to be a leader and establish a, a clubhouse exactly. respect. Yeah, and then they were roasting Baez, and then Baez, I believe, hit over three hundred as a New York Met. I mean, he was he had he was struggling at the start, but I hate this fucking new crowd that just looks at the strikeouts. It's so fucking annoying. Like they if look at OPS, look at OBP. Like those are the things for me that dictate if a guy's good. I'm not a guy that looks at average. Like, right. And, and that's, that's what Javi does. You know, Javi's not, I mean, he has in the past, but like generally he's going to strike out a lot. Yeah. You know, his average isn't going to be 
incredible, but he got off to an incredibly rough start. Um, and then, sorry, he got off to an incredibly rough start. And then, you know, those numbers are still reflected in his, in his average. Like he did pretty well once he got to New York. So I don't know. Mets fans are hard on, on everything. Um, they're a very, they're a very woe is me fan base. Um, I don't think they would take exception to me saying that even like they know it, everybody knows it. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be hard on their players, which is fine. You know, good, good fan bases are. Um, but I think he, he got a little bit too much flack. Yeah. It's just like, take it, like, take it easy. Mets fans. Mets fans are fucking crazy though. Honestly, like we had Frank, the tank, (laughs) we had Frank, the tank on the pod. He's so electric. He's like a funny Mets fan where I'm like, all right, this is funny. This is just shtick. This is hilarious. Like this guy's comedy, but there's legit guys that like will send Mets players death threats, roast them. And every single guy we have on this show says city field is the hardest place to play because the Mets fans are fucked. Like they're ruthless. Really? Yeah. Wow. Who who was it? Was it a Mets player that who clapped back at somebody? It was, oh, you know, it, it was Carlos Rodon. Yes. Carlos, if you if you're listening to this and you've ever thought about or you have ever DM'd a player because they didn't play well, like you're a loser. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're a, a loser. loser. Yeah. Figure it out. Get your priorities straight. Like if your life is dictated that much by the outcome of a baseball game or the performance of one player. Like you need to reevaluate what you're doing. That's those, unacceptable. Yeah, those people are the biggest losers of all time. Like it's not even close. If you DM an athlete, if you think you're going to DM an athlete, you're just such a fucking clown. It doesn't make any sense. Just stop. Like, just don't do it. It's cr- like, it's, I don't know people, some people, even if you lose money on it, like you're just such a fucking idiot. Like they're just, they're, they're regular human beings playing a sport. Like it's not life yeah. or death for you. It's crazy to me. And the last thing I want to talk about is obviously, man, I mean, what was what what is your thought process on like some of the rule changes you see in the fall league? Have you seen some of the fall league like some of the fall league rule changes? Yeah, I've got I've got a buddy pitching in the fall league right now. Um correct me if I'm wrong, it's the increased base size. Yes. It's um a, like a very rigid pitch clock. Yes. Um what what else is there? Are they doing I th- I think robot the- oh yeah, robot strike zone. Is it robot strike zone? I believe so. Oh, maybe. I, I, oh, I didn't I know, know it was that one. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. But well, so my buddy who's pitching there says that it's really, really hard to pitch. You know, they limit the amount of pickoffs you can do um, to two pickoffs. So if you pick a guy off twice, he can get a, a suicide lead and then just steal because you're not allowed to pick off a third time. Um, also, there's a very rigid pitch clock. And if you don't throw before the pitch clock is up, you know, there's a ball called. Jesus um, Christ. So he said, like, you know, if you're in the stretch, you're trying to hold a guy on. If you have to shake twice, it's just going to be a ball because you're not going to be able to get the pitch off in time. Oh, my so, God. Given what I've heard from someone who plays in that league, I, I don't like it. Um, I like the concept of a pitch clock just to prevent, you know, the David Price type pitchers who take forever in between pitches. But you got to let these guys do what they do and do what they know how to do. There's a good me. There's a good like median pitch clock. Like there's a good area where it's like, obviously the David prices of the world. There's a couple other guys. I just think a pitch clock is fine, but if it's too like to the point where no pitchers who are nor- like just normal pitchers who are getting dinged and like giving, sorry, getting given balls and all this stupid shit. It's just so dumb to me. I I, I don't understand it. Like, the pitch clock doesn't make any sense. You go on to grow the game of baseball. And honestly, this is my thing. I'm actually, 
I'm a hundred percent for the runner on second. Yeah, I disagree with you there. You don't like that, dude? Come uh, on, bro, uh, dude. How well, boring was that? How boring was that playoff <laughs> game where it was like fifteen innings, dude? Like I like the runner on second. First of all, it's electric for the over. If you have the over and they have the runner on second, they just keep going back and forth. Okay, that's a good point. That's a great point right there. Like that part I love, and it just gets the game over with. And obviously you can compare it to like the shootout in hockey, which is kind of dumb. But hockey, what they do, they do the three-on-three overtime where it's so fast-paced, it's electric to watch. That runner on second rule, it doesn't go against the pitcher's ERA. I think it's a, a great rule, to be honest, man. I think it just it's so it's so much better for the game. Uh, I, I still, I still don't like it. You know, if I'm watching a game through to extra innings, I, I I'm going to keep watching. Like I don't need the game to wrap up in, in a timely manner. Uh, it's just not a priority for me. Um, I think the reason they put it in place was so the players wouldn't be on the field interacting, you know, during COVID anyway. So I think the reason for it is a little misguided by now. I, I understand why some people like it. I just, you know, I prefer my baseball regular. I fuck man. I just think it's so. Uh, obviously, maybe might might be my ADHD kicking in. I just think the extra like the <laughs> runner on the, it's just the runner on second is just so much more pleasing to me to watch. And it's also so fucking sick when both teams don't score. Like runner on second, you have the pitcher with the biggest balls of all time, Tyler Matzik, and they just go zero zero in the tenth. It's yep. sick. That that is a. You're making some good points here. You know, you, you definitely are. I I do love the. Uh, the bottom of the inning after the top of the inning team doesn't score. I do like that because yeah. there's a lot of pressure on them. Um, however, I would much prefer it to be that way because of a leadoff double. I guess. Um, no, you're making, I mean, you're right on that, dude. I, you're definitely, so, you're definitely correct on that. I just genuinely think like it makes for me, for instance, I'd rather see, I'd rather see runner on second guy hits a double single and then the next team hit, and then the like the bottom of the the bottom of the inning they hit a double single they tie it up. Yeah, I just think that's way more electric than just boring. Here we go. Uh, no, I got I got yeah, you. Three it, up, it three down, sense. three up, three down. Like the game goes 16, 17 innings. Like that's just not that's just, <laughs> that's not good for anyone. It really yeah. isn't. Yeah, man, it, it manufactures some action for sure. Um, I don't know. It's not it's not high on my list of of priorities to. Yeah to take out or to leave in, it doesn't really matter to me, but I prefer it the original way. Yeah. Um, and going off of that, you know, we, we may have seen, probably have seen the last pitcher hitting ever. Really? You Sho think so? Except for Shohei. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think that universal DH will be in the, uh, the new CBA. I can't <sighs> imagine it won't be. That's a tough one. I, you, you, know, <laughs> you, you could be right on that. I just, I just can see the baseball hard hardos being like, no, I don't want that shit. You know what I mean? I, I get that. I don't know. You, I, I think you're right, though. I genuinely do think you're right with the uh, with um, th this was the last time we'll see pitchers hit. But I could also see an aspect of, you know, how MLB baseball is where they're going to be like, no, pitchers are hitting still, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, you never know. But it, I think it gives some guys like like Schwarber or like Nelson Cruz an opportunity to, to play anywhere. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I hope I hope pitchers hit. Um, you know, the it's more funny. I talk about it, the more I hear about these arguments, the more I kind of side with the pitcher's hitting side of, side of things. Yeah. It's like, I think, I think it's hilarious when a pitcher goes up there, doesn't take the bat off his shoulder and strikes out in three pitches. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's, and it's just <laughs> like, 
<laughs> dude, I love the pitcher wearing the jacket on the base pass. Oh, so then you have guys great. like Zach Granke who rake. It's Hi, the best. Yeah. It's I the love best. It. I love when it. A, I love it. I love it. When a pitcher does do something, it's such a heightened level of excitement. Even a even a freaking guy gets a bunt down. You're like, yes, he didn't strike out. You know, I, I think that's fun. Exactly. Exactly. Well, anyways, man, I mean, you guys can follow him on Twitter at Ben13Porter. He's my guy. One of the rider dies fishing and fishing. I think we had you on when our logo was like black and white. Like when we were just absolutely yeah. grinding. So it's been a pleasure, man. And obviously it's off season grind now. So are you going to be like, are you, are you going to turn into like an NFL college football guy now? Or are you just sticking with baseball in the off season? Yeah, I've been trying to think about what to do. Um, I've been enjoying doing the the Twitter spaces. So if you're listening yeah. you want to, you know, chat some baseball, I've been doing those a lot of nights. Um, I'll watch a lot of dead ball era footage to find some, you know, funny shit. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching football. No basketball though. Uh, might yeah, try to get into some hockey it. too. Can't so. do it. Can't do basketball. Never bet in the NFL. That's like a that's legitimately a cardinal rule. You never bet on the NFL, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's what it has to be. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be doing a, a multitude of things, trying to figure it out. You know. So. Um. But, but yeah, man. Congrats on uh all the success, all the all the high profile people you got on. I'm looking forward to uh, you know, down the road, maybe next month. We'll see. We'll the see bringer, if a certain the bringer. The bringer. We'll see if a certain special someone comes on the pod. He better. I mean, he better. I mean, the guy said soon. I think he will. Actually, I got. A I think he will too. I got a funny uh, content piece I'm going to do, like to try to get him on the pod. We'll figure something out. But anyways, man, thank you again for hopping on the show. Ben no, thirteen. Always Porter. a pleasure. Ben thirteen Porter on Twitter, and uh, we'll talk soon, brother. All right. All right, man. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. <laughs>